Evan, I have a question. Yeah, sure. Hit me. Do you do you ever like want to answer people's questions? Uh, no. Really? Because you wanted to answer that question I just asked there. You seem like really eager I, for I, it. I didn't want to. You really you really forced me. <laughs> I really forced your hand. I forced your tongue. Yeah. I it made me a little uncomfortable. So if you could just not ask me actually, you know what? That sounds like me asking a question, so <laughs> are you asking if I can ask you questions? Or if you if I'll No wait, not? stop I <laughs> Look Evan, let me I just I don't know. I don't I don't want to force your tongue, but if you just sit back, I'll manipulate your tongue for you and I'll answer these questions on both of our behalf. I really appreciate that, man. Very considerate of you. No problem. If you'll just here, let me just reach into your mouth. Just relax your tongue. I'm a terrible loser. Evan, wow, that's that's not something you typically say. Well, I love you, Luke. <laughs> Evan, my gosh. Okay, you've gone Thank too you, far. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm pulling. That both is of... where I draw the line. All right, I'm pulling both of my hands out of your mouth. Here's one forearm out. I'm actually going to leave the other one in. Okay, you can hear these airplanes, right? I, I can't hear these airplanes. Are there airplanes on your side? Okay, that I can hear. I can hear a little bit of fuzz in the background. And also, that was a question if I could hear those airplanes. So, I feel like I've gotten your buy-in, your tacit buy-in. We're going to do a Q&A episode. Alright, if we have to. I think our listeners have questions for us. They... They've got uh, cues for dudes, and we should answer them. Uh, and it's almost like they have already asked us questions on Twitter and on Facebook and on Patreon, and we have already recorded an episode in which we answered all of them. It's almost like that, but it's not that. We're going to do it right now and not just tack a pre-recorded uh, splice onto the end of this. Really? No, you were right. We did already record <laughs> it. Let's just let's tack it on now. I've got... the. Five minutes of work is as much as I have planned for today. Alright, sounds like a plan. So let's roll. We are the Scooby Dudes. We're here to talk to you about uh, each other. Yeah, we're here to we're here to a a few cues. Uh, I took to Twitter. I took to Facebook. I asked our listeners. I asked our fans to ask us questions, mm. just anything. And and thankfully, people responded. People had a number of queries that they uh, that they threw our way. So a little context. I have not heard any but one of these questions. Um, the rest are blind for me. Evan has curated them a little bit so that the uh, the most interesting questions we can engage with. I think what we should do is we should start with uh, the one question that came into us through Patreon. Let's dive right in. Let's uh, not waste any time. These are the real Scooby Dudes answering your questions, dear listeners. What's that first cue? Yeah, so from Patreon, uh, one of our uh, patrons, one of our donors, one of our uh, subscribers, uh, Beth. Mm. Beth asks... <clears throat> Hey, Scooby Dudes. Hey. I'm an elementary school librarian, and I know the kids are still into Scooby Doo because some of them keep asking me for books about Scooby Doo. The thing is that I don't know which iteration of the show they're actually talking about. So if you are seven years old in 2017, which Scooby Doo are you probably watching? All the best, Beth. Oh boy, I this is making me want to crack open Google and just like look at every iteration of Scooby Doo together so I can pick out which one kids are, are watching. I've got some ideas, but what do you think, Evan? If we want to go by most recent, it has to be Be Cool Scooby-Doo. 
it's either be cool Scooby-Doo or they're always making slightly more classically um, uh, designed or aesthetic uh, Scooby-Doo movies, like direct-to-video movies. Those are always yeah, coming out. That's probably the answer. Yeah, because it like if anytime I go to a library in the value bin, I see like a Scooby-Doo DVD that came out in the last couple of years. I think like Scooby-Doo meets WrestleMania was one of the most recent there are ones. A lot of wrestling ones. I think there are three. And you know, you know that there are kids and their parents, presumably, who have always wanted to watch a roided out man suplex a great thing. <laughs> you think Scooby-Doo, if they meet WrestleMania and they fight. <laughs> they have to wrestle. It's WrestleMania. Yeah, I... Do you think Scooby and Shaggy would be uh, baby faces or heels? I think they would... I feel like they would have to be baby faces. I think, yeah, they'd have to be. I think I, uh, Fred could be a heel. I was going to say, I think Fred could be a heel. You'd think he'd be a baby face, but I think he'd make a great heel, a great Ric Flair type. Here's my question. Is all of this professional wrestling jargon already too much? I, I feel like it's just enough to entice our wrestling fans. And then that's also about the limit of what I know. So um, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, now moving on. But no, I do think that's probably what most of these kids are watching. If they're watching by the latest iteration, like you said, that's Be Cool Scooby-Doo. But that is... I, I almost feel like that's not something as aimed directly at kids. Like, kids aren't seeking that out. And here's the reason it's highly unlikely that they're watching uh, Be Cool Scooby-Doo is because I heard through uh, one of the people that we follow on Twitter that Cartoon Network has been burning off the episodes at, like, 2 a.m. Oh. Gosh, what a waste. Which is which is horrible to hear about, obviously. Oh, it's such a waste. Uh, Be Cool Scooby-Doo is an amazing TV show, but the aesthetic doesn't look a lot like, doesn't look a ton like the original. It's a big, uh, big visual change up in the designs. But it's hilarious. It's, to me, the funniest Scooby-Doo we've seen yet. So that's, it's one of those two things. Either the current direct-to-TV Scooby-Doo's, yeah. yeah. I, I would say I would say the movies. I'd say, like, that's my hard answer. Like, it would have to be... Because you can find them on Netflix. Yeah. But I would encourage you, if you're looking to connect with the kids, to introduce them to Be Cool Scooby-Doo. Because it needs the viewership, and I think the kids will like it. Yeah, just, you know, if their parents can... We'll let them, to stay, we'll let them stay up until 2 a.m. Uh, it'll be perfect. Uh, so, uh, you want to move on to the next question? Yeah, I think I asked and answered. Thank you for that question, Beth. Good question. Uh, we are now moving on to Twitter questions. Mm. At Beth underscore Larder had this question for us. <laughs> uh, new new questioner. All right, Beth. And I don't know I don't know how in depth we can actually answer this because the question is okay. If you had to rank your top five favorite Scooby Doops of all time, what would they be? Oh, that's tough because I. I feel like I know the Scooby-Doop in and out by a lot of the context, like how it works, but specific examples escape me in the moment. Like, if we wanted to do just, just the past 12 episodes, because this is, uh, like, this is not an official episode, so we've done, like, 12 actual recaps. Yeah. If we wanted to rank from there, I think I can pinpoint a lot of them. I can definitely pinpoint the one that's my favorite that comes to mind, and that's one from one of our favorite episodes that we've done. Is it? Is it uh, make a beeline away, away from that, that feline, feline where they pose as hot dog vendors? Um, that one I thought worked extremely well, and it had all the classic elements. Can you can you recap that for us? What kind of first of all, what is a Scooby Doop? Okay, so the Scooby Doop is uh, it's it's almost always Scooby and Shaggy. The monster is chasing them, um, and to sort of. Uh, prevent the monster from from capturing them they create a scenario with such great social pressure 
that the monster, the ghost, the ghoul, has no choice but to buy it. Yeah, it's a, it's a human situation that everyone understands. And make a beeline away from that feline, what Scooby-Doo and Shaggy-Doo is, they pose as uh, as hot dog vendors. They just magic up this hot dog. In, in the middle of a, of a, of a cemetery. A New York cemetery. And, uh, and they... <laughs> It's not just that they like like make the villain think that they're giving him a hot dog and they introduce that, but they do the finger in the hot dog bun gag where they get him to take a bite of his own finger. And and it it becomes like large and throbbing. Yeah, engorged. Here's my uh here's my vote for the episodes that we've done up to this point. I really like the Scooby Dupe in uh Scooby Dude in which uh the the headless skateboarder is trying to capture these children and they're like uh like they they start to to call out safety precautions yeah like hey you're gonna need a helmet hey get these knee pads on and and i love that because the the headless horse or sorry the headless skateboarder he can speak uh but he uses his his speaking ability to uh voice his frustration with the course of events uh that is a great scooby dupe because shaggy really adopts the role that he's trying to to enforce as the guy with a clipboard going on a checklist of safety items and the the headless skateboarder's like come on dude like i'm going as fast as i can headless skateboarder and he just keeps checking off the list really casually yeah he's he's constrained by the by the rules that have been set up he acknowledges that like he cannot he cannot proceed until they've been met that's just two examples, but I feel like that's that's plenty. Oh, that's great. I, I think that was good. And yeah, I mean, it would be hard to think back to every single episode of Scooby-Doo that we've ever seen. Yeah, and, and we're just going to keep you guys kind of wondering, what are our other three favorite Scooby-Doops? Gossip, please. Next question. Uh, this is from at Killa Carl. Uh, and we, we all know who Carl is. Carl, Carl, you killa. Yeah, we all know Carl. Yeah. <laughs> King of ducks. <laughs> Yeah, this is a question from the King of Ducks, Carl himself. Your Majesty, thank you for your question. Please, grace us. Uh, he has two questions, so I'll do one after the other. The first is, would the dudes ever tackle some of the many parodies slash homages that Scooby has covered, such as Westworld or the Alien series? Uh, so this is uh, a very straightforward yes or no. I'm tempted to say yes, but I'm not sure I understand the question. Apparently, episode two of Scooby and Scrappy... And episode 30 of What's New are both uh, vaguely Westworld themed. So uh, that, I believe that that's what he was talking about. And I, I would personally be more than happy to, uh, to recap those. I love Westerns. You know this about me. So, I mean, the short answer is yes. We intend to cover pretty much anything relating to Scooby-Doo at some point on this podcast. My favorite, some of my favorite episodes of Scooby-Doo are where they engage with existing... Uh, like myths and existing other media like the Globetrotters, which we're going to be covering pretty soon. You know, that is the perfect segue into Carl's next question, which is Ooh. He, he points out that Scooby is crossing over with Supernatural next year. Really? Yeah, like actually. I, I tweeted wow. it out a little while ago. Uh, what are some other crossovers you'd like to see Scooby do? Oh man, that's one that I uh, I almost got to take a second to think about. Do you have anything off the top of your head that you'd like off to see? Off the top of my yeah. head, and we, we made a joke about this, um, semi-recently is scooby-doo csi <laughs> are, are you thinking like uh the csi team would show up animated in an episode of scooby-doo or freddie prince jr matthew lillard and uh and sarah, sarah michelle geller and everybody would show up in an episode of csi because i'm down for either either i think are wonderful and they're all just trying to solve mysteries so i i would love that is that is hands down my vote you want to go miami just so that you can have Horatio do the sunglasses thing. 
do this and it's it's the most it's the csiest of the csis but vegas is the better show vegas is the better show vegas is the one that i imagined it in even though miami is the cheesiest um, my answer is obviously going to be westworld i think there should be an episode of westworld where there's a scooby-doo world that people want to go into to enact all of their scooby-doo sick twisted fantasies and uh, and also like that would have so much opportunity for all these hidden entrances and stuff that works really well with the existing westworld uh kind of set up i said that as a joke but i do kind of like that yeah some of these questions just for for time and i think to make it a little interesting some of these questions uh i think each of us should answer individually so here's a question that i'm going to uh throw your way from at another rahul J, who uh i know is jonathan um mm -hmm. here's a question for you luke all right late on me yo evan <laughs> <laughs> How can you defend at CW underscore Riverdale, uh, which is to say the Riverdale uh, show on the CW? Evan knows I haven't watched this yet. I'll answer how Evan can defend the CW show Riverdale, uh, because I actually do think I've got a couple of theories. For one thing, Evan has been a longtime fan of Archie comics. Like, he knows Archie pretty well uh, a good long ways back. Back to when Archie had, like, the cross-hatched, like, weird duck butt hair. And so it's fun to see that reimagined as sexy and as kind of like cool and neo-noir thriller. Um, and from what I've heard, the show does have, once you, if you can buy into the premise, it's pretty funny. Like it's got some funny entertaining elements to it. And it apparently engages with the, uh, the history of Archie comics pretty nicely. And if you're like me and Evan and you like to see old characters that are beloved to you explored in new dramatic and romantic ways with new connections riverdale has that for you and and archie's always been about the romance it's just always been skin deep and so this is going a little deeper than skin deep and that's what evan likes about riverdale that's why he defends it sir all right that's that was that was wonderfully well put uh Oh no! Now I have to. I do have to turn it back to you a little bit, Evan. Did I hit the nail on the head, or what else is there in your answer to that? I thought that was pretty solid. It, here, here, a few other things. Um, Cole Sprouse. Is he Jughead? Yeah, for, who of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody fame? Oh, that's that, it's, that's instant buy-in for me. Mm. And yeah, they do take themselves very seriously, but uh, in a way that I like that i think is tends to be like you said quite entertaining yeah I, and the music is i think the music is like pretty solid i like for a cw show and which i shouldn't even say it that way because i like a number of cw shows i, I think like we good. both watch the flash yeah so. and crazy ex-girlfriend which is so good well that that the cw acquired that they didn't they didn't incubate that they picked that up it's no it's part of it's part of the Arrowverse. oh you, you mean crazy ex-girlfriend is Yes. She did appear in the uh, in the episode of The Flash that she wrote, the musical episode. Yeah. I did, but I didn't know that it was actually literally connected. Yes. It's all of it is all of it is connected. No, that's pretty cool. Archie is part of the Arrow. Dang. That's pretty cool. That's uh how does the CW have the best like world connectivity? See, it's funny. This was a bit. I had no idea that uh rachel bloom had shown up in the rachel flash. bloom wrote a musical episode of the flash and cameoed in it it must have been really good because her like her songwriting ability and talent is just like it's top notch and next level and it was really good and people and grant gustin can sing grant gustin right? can sing too yeah that's right he was in glee that was kind of his uh his big role prior to the flash uh have we answered that question riverdale yep done i think we're good i would be more than happy to just cut it off after your answer to be honest yeah we'll see
see what we do. Um, uh, we have a few questions from at Rosie the Riveter 08, who you and mm. I will both know as Renee, who we went to college mm. with. That's right. Um, and she asked us a lot, so I'm going to maybe handpick a few. Yeah, we're going to have to pick a uh, few here and there. I'll answer this question. Uh, what are you both reading right now? Yeah, what am I reading right now, Evan? I'm reading... I know that I am reading uh, questions from our fans and listeners. <laughs> but what do you think I'm reading? What are What are you reading right now? What, yeah, what do you... I, as I speculated on your feelings towards Riverdale, what do you think I'm reading right now? Oh, man, that's, that's so tough. Uh, I... I imagine that you're possibly using Wikipedia to look up new cartoons that you might be able to get into. Always, yes. That's actually that's ex- extremely accurate. And I and I, as it happens, I haven't been reading very much lately. If you'd guess nothing, I would accept that. Although I'm just finishing up Shaman by Kim Stanley Robinson. Very interesting um, prehistory fiction novel. And I've been reading a lot of copy editing textbooks. Yeah, and I also read a lot of comics that I check out from the library. I mean, yeah, I read marvel comics like every week i pick up mm. new books but r- literally i have just been reading copy editing textbooks yeah it's terrible evan is deep into his studies so that's very understandable oh i i guess this is kind of relevant i did read all the way up to current on scooby-doo um apocalypse oh i did i did read all of that kind of just uh, somebody had mentioned it on, on twitter or something like that and i kind of got curious it's got a cool apocalyptic feel. Some of the character interactions aren't as interesting as, say, in Mystery Incorporated, but still still a fun read. Uh, do either of you have a character you most identify with? Ooh, you, I feel like we could go a while on this question. Which is tough because there's so many different iterations of every character. And each character has qualities that we could relate to. For instance, I imagine Scooby and Shaggy's ravenous nature. I, I could see you kind of uh, relating to, Evan. Yeah, because I really yeah. enjoy eating. I Because of where I am right now in terms of uh, wanting to, to date and sort of like get on the dating scene, I, I kind of relate to uh, Freddy's one-trap mind, as you uh, called it on uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated. Because yeah. he has sort of one thing he's focusing on right now. He can't really be bothered to, uh, to let things distract him from it. So that's an answer. And, and that's true of Fred across all Scooby-Doo media, I think, even if it's not super overt, is that he's all about the mystery, and he's all about clues, and uh, and that's you, I guess. Is that what you're saying? Just the, about I, something else. At this point yeah. in time, yeah. I, I, I relate strongly to Shaggy's, kind of his sniping sarcasm, in that it's not really mean, it's just kind of always there, and his cowardice. I relate to both of those things very strongly. I do recall with, uh, as a semi-vivid memory setting off fireworks or firecrackers in high school and you and i uh clinging to one another in in the dark uh which i think may be the most shaggy and scooby-doo thing we've ever done it's it's true uh i guess there might be a little bit of reality that our our header image is based on of me holding you as scooby-doo yeah, you were you were also naked wearing a collar at that time. Which was also very consistent to high school, exactly. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. Um, so I, I'd say I relate to Scooby and Shaggy's like kind of feel good, friendly, uh, joking nature. But I really like Fred's nice guy obliviousness is something that I want to say I strive for. It's, it's an ideal of sorts. Like his earnest passion for mysteries. Yeah, I I, I strive to have that kind of passion for uh, anything really. Uh, Velma and Daphne, do we relate to anything about them? I feel like we should state. I like, I really like, and, and I, I sort of want to answer the question for, on your behalf, is I, I think that you connect a lot with Daphne from What's, what's 
from Be Cool Scooby-Doo because of how goofy and off-topic she is. That's true. She's goofy and off-topic and has a new interest every week. That's one of her things. Like, she's got uh, a variety of interests. And I, I relate to that as well. I've got a lot of hobbies that I don't nurture very consistently. So the last question uh, I have for Sorry, really name. quick. Do you relate to Velma at all? Because you're, you're, you're very book smart. I, I, I do think that and I... And you, you also have a capacity for sniping sarcasm that I ought to attribute more to Velma. I, I do. I have been trying to be less sarcastic because I don't find it to be a very satisfying sense of, mm. sense of form of comedy or sense of humor. Yeah, it's more against someone than drawing them in with you. You, can, I feel like you can't be too sassy and sarcastic in like improv, maybe because it's you, but you would know better than I would. Well, you need to yes and someone, mm -hmm. and just like sarcasm is basically funny criticism. And, uh, and you need to support your scene partner or whatever, or your comedy partner as we try to. That said, we're constantly very sarcastic towards each other, and that's part of a lot of what we do. All right. Um, next question. So Renee's last question ties into, or basically echoes a question from uh, our next asker, uh, at Samwise the Wade, uh, who is Sam, who was our first featured artist. Yes. And they both essentially say, if, we, if you and I, if we were not doing a Scooby-Doo podcast, what would our podcast be on? Oh, man, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Because we, I mean, until we hit on a Scooby-Doo podcast, that's a question we were asking each, ourselves and each other for a long time. Yeah. I, as I think we've intimated, like, pretty early on, you and I had always wanted to do a podcast for years. It had, like, like you bought me this mic that I'm using years ago. It's like at least two years ago, I bought you that mic, and I, ha I bought my mic at the same time. Like, now we have mics. Let's sit on these for a long time. And that's what we did. I, I've had a lot of podcast ideas, but I really don't know what uh, what we could ultimately do. I was joking with some friends, um, and I came up with the podcast uh, Baba Dukes and Baba Don'ts, <laughs> which is just every every episode we recap five minutes of the Baba Duke. <laughs> that's uh, I could see us doing something like that. I I could see us also doing a podcast that's non media based, not based on a specific piece of media one idea i had that i then immediately like that day heard someone say like oh i had an idea for a podcast and it was the exact same one was just a podcast about other podcasts i think you have you have run that by me in the past i mean you and i had discussed um pretty early on doing uh doing an, an advice podcast uh doing cherry picking from like the front page of reddit because that stuff is always like pretty like yeah. topical and hot at the time we talked about a would you rather podcast you and I have always just wanted to do a podcast to be funny and make jokes. Yeah, and to, and to talk about something, because like we, we have a lot of the same interests, and we ultimately hit on Scooby-Doo just because we were talking for at least an hour a week about Scooby-Doo, and we were like, oh, well, I guess this is probably our topic. I feel like it would have to be, um, it would have to be TV-related, just because you and I are, we're, we're big into TV. I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with TV, like I just... It, when I meet someone, it's hard not to ask about TV. And when I meet up with someone I already know, it's hard not to be like, so what are you watching? What did you watch this week? So I think it, it might just be, we would do just a general TV-related podcast. Yeah, which I, I don't think is a bad idea. Sam, two other questions that I want to uh, to throw out there. They're both mm. very good. Ooh, laid on me. Her, here, here's one. Um, OTP, which for our listeners stands for One True Pairing. In shipping. And shipping is like, a, if, if you're watching a TV show like Riverdale and you really want to see two characters together, it's which two characters, what's the best relationship for them? What's the best pairing, the ideal? Who's your one true pairing? So she asks us, who who is our OTP within Scooby-Doo 
and also without. Within Scooby-Doo, well, we've already talked about this a little bit in terms of what they've explored on uh, Mystery Incorporated. I think the typical route is Shaggy, Velma, Daphne, and Fred. Do you think that's the mainstream pairing that people want? I Well, I, w- I would say that. I will say that my OTP for Scooby-Doo would probably be Shaggy Daphne. That's interesting. I was thinking um, Fred Velma. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right. So justify yours first. Well, Sha- what's what's the Shaggy Daphne thing that you're seeing? Sha- Shaggy and Daphne co-starred on like Thirteen Ghosts, mm. um, and I think that laid a little bit of the groundwork as to as to them growing closer. They, they had some moments on that. Yeah. I don't know. I feel I feel like it's the sort of thing where where Daphne and Fred are always together, and Daphne kind of realizes that. Um, there's more to this to this other guy than she than she originally thought. I really like that too. I like that she. I feel like it's more growth for her to not date Fred. Like that's a little bit too easy. She doesn't learn anything about herself through that. And and can, can you justify uh, Fred Velma? I think Fred is obsessed with mysteries, and Velma is good at mysteries. They have that thing very much in common. When it comes to the mysteries, almost every time it's Fred and Velma that are doing the heavy lifting. Everyone else is just kind of along for the ride and incidentally helping. Fred could accommodate Velma's very brainy, somewhat superior personality because he's not intimidated by that at all. He likes that, I think. All right, and and then. Um, but he's still he's still smart and he's pretty driven, and he's you know what he's he's hot and hunky, and uh, I think Velma deserves that if she wants it. And I, similarly, I like the idea that Fred's into uh, cute and nerdy. So very quickly, uh, outside of Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, outside of Scooby Doo. Oh, man, that's really wide open. But uh, oh, man, I don't know. My answer is those two kids in my class. You, you know, that's it. I, I'm not going to get too, too much into it. Uh, mine is actually uh, Finn and Marcy from Adventure Time. Fascinating. Yeah. Huh. I think there is a lot there that deserves to be explored. Um, and I don't think it ever will. That's maybe part of why I really want it. Because I don't think... I think they've edged up to it like Adventure Time does. They've flirted with flirting, but they, they haven't gone all the way there. But uh, Finn, the main character from Adventure Time, and Marceline, the vampire queen, I think have a true connection. They're friends, and they respect each other. More so than, like, Bubblegum is not right for Finn. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, that's, I agree. Uh, and Flame the, Princess doesn't deserve him. Here's the last of uh, Sam's questions. Um, and uh, this might be hard to do, so let's just try to, try to hit it as best we can. Her question is, Scooby-Doo live action fan cast and you can't use anyone who has played the character before. Oh, that's that's cruel. That is cruel and unusual. But uh, Steve Buscemi is Shaggy. Danny DeVito is Scooby-Doo. Uh, Fred is going to be played by Hayden Christensen. Oh, that's not... That's, like, as, even as a joke, like, that's not bad. I, I, it came to mind, and I was like, dang, that's not a good joke, because that kind of works. I, I've never thought about that, but that's a great question. Stripping us of the existing live-action cast because they're perfect. I think maybe we come back to this, we record this separately or something. It's, it's, it's a very deep question. That is a very rich, rich question that I, I need to give some more thought to. Thank you for the question. I, yeah, I think it deserves mulling over. To do that justice, we can't answer it right now. So maybe we edit that out and we, we do it separately. Yeah, or maybe we leave a teaser that, like, that's such a good question, we're going to answer that in depth at another time. Maybe as a Patreon exclusive. Uh, over on Facebook, we have a question from Roxanne. Uh, and Roxanne asks, would you rather have to see, and I think this is the best question, mind you. So I'm, uh, hopefully it's in the middle. It's, mm. yeah, this is the high point. Oh, is this the one? Okay, I think I've had, this is the only one, only one I've had a preview of before. 
Would you rather have to see a reboot with Scrappy instead of Scooby or with Flim Flam instead of Fred? All responsibilities carry over, i.e. Flim Flam would drive their mystery machine and stake a claim on Daphne. Ooh, especially after we just talked about wanting to see Shaggy and Daphne together. I, you've, you've thought about this. I put, you, Evan, this is the one question you've introduced me to before we recorded. And I've been tossing and turning, not even in my sleep over this. Just tossing and turning as I'm walking around in my de- everyday life. I have some thoughts. I did, did you have an immediate knee-jerk answer to like, I know this is what I think? I most certainly did not. I found this a very difficult uh, question to, to grapple with. I also found it very difficult, but I do have, I have two answers. One is what would be best for the show. The other is what I want and need. Okay. And I think what's best for the show is that Flim Flam replaces Fred. Because, really? because it's Scooby-Doo is the show. Scooby-Doo is a central pivotal part of it. And Flim Flam is not that bad. We joke about Flim Flam at all because it's ridiculous that Flim Flam <laughs> exists at all. But Flim Flam could fit in the show. And the show could still function. It's still Scooby-Doo without Fred. But Fred is my favorite character. And I, would, I don't want to see him go pretty much no matter who we have to sacrifice to get there. So if it were up to me, we'd see Scooby replaced with Scrappy. I think the whole thing is that once you replace Scooby with Scrappy, he's such a strong force, like much more so than Flim Flam. He's such a strong force that he would he would just change so much about the show. Yeah, like it's just it's like a couple of drops of soy sauce in your ice cream. Like it's not much, but it ruins it completely. So I, I'm just going to answer this from a personal standpoint. Yeah, what's your personal take? They're asking you as a person. I think I think I would replace Scooby with Scrappy. And, mm. and ideally, the show would accommodate that narrative in a logical way, which is to say that the gang would become more and more fed up with him. Shaggy does not love Scrappy. Like, there's, there's no. not going to be that well, close that, friendship. That's the thing. Here's the thing. In a lot of Scrappy episodes, his life is saved by uncle, his Uncle Scooby. <laughs> you're choosing scrappy because you don't think scrappy's gonna survive and look i i 100 percent believe the gang will save his life the first few instances that almost sounds like a nice thing um but it sounds like we're both in favor of putting scrap replacing scooby with scrappy which is hard to say because we love scooby we're not we're not non-scooby fans uh so yeah that's that's a fantastic question and i think it's possibly the best question that we've had this episode if only because it's a hard one i agree i think that's a hard question i think it's kind of miraculous that we both ended up on the same side of that extremely divisive question i don't doubt that we have a lot of listeners that disagree back to facebook hannah asks us sure she asks us a few i'm i'm gonna choose two of them two questions Mm. uh the first is what would be your go-to duet karaoke song have we ever done duet karaoke i don't think so have you ever done karaoke like once in high school there was a kind of thing going on i think it was another friend i sang a whole new world with here oh i mean like uh, yeah i've done it like once or twice but never in a public setting but we'd obviously do high school musical oh it's it's hard to believe it's hard to believe that i couldn't see you were always there beside me when i was alone but i was alone with no one to hold with no one to hold yeah that, yeah, that's a great, I, I 100%, yeah, fantastic answer. I can't disagree with it. I, I bandied around the idea of doing um, uh, where Pearl trains uh, Connie. Oh, you mean a Steven Universe song. Yeah, but sorry. Also Rebecca Sugar. But where Pearl trains Connie, that's a good one. That's a good song. Yeah. 
think that'd, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be. A, there's a lot of good uh, Steven Universe songs. Yeah, I. It's hard not to think of musicals because those that there's a lot of good duet material there. Either that, or as I was just listening to a radio of it uh, on Spotify, feeling this, I could see us doing, especially the four-part harmony at the end. By Blink-182. We fell short this time. This time. Smiles fade in the summer place. Your hand in mine. I'll leave when when I want to. Yeah. I'm also going to splice in our actual recording of us doing the High School Musical song, which we've done already. That'd be so good. It's hard to believe that I couldn't see That you were always there beside me When I was alone with no one to hold You were always there beside me This feeling's like no other I want you to know Um, uh, and here's another question. If you could add your own character to the gang, what would they be like and what role would they fill? Mm. That's a great question. Okay, I actually do have a great answer to this, I think. Okay. Lay it on me. I'm still, it. yeah, I'm is, still percolating it. Um, I think that the additional uh, character who is added to the gang just for a season, ideally, or maybe more if people like him, is a, mm-hmm. a straight-laced lawyer. <laughs> who who tells the gang uh, whether they are within their legal rights to do things? Oh, I love that. That's genius. Right? Is he like a law so student, about, or like, is he like a, <laughs> someone who's passed? The- no, he's like an actual lawyer. Like he's passed the bar exam. He just hangs out with them because they're cool. And they're just like, oh, hey, gang, let's go back to the museum to search for clues. And he's all like, legally, that would be trespassing on private property. But he that, that's a B and E. He goes along with yeah. them anyway because he's part of the gang. But he just he's there for like legal advice. I love that because it's more his fear of the law than his fear of the monster. <laughs> he fills a role that Shaggy doesn't quite. He's an adult man, ostensibly with a with a wife or husband and kids. Like he he's a, he has a family. If Scooby Doo was airing on Adult Swim, you're describing exactly what it would be. That's a hundred percent it, and that's perfect. And, and I like to that's think, genius. Yeah, and as the season progresses, you you get to find out more about his own personal like little quirks. You know what I mean? He's a person too. He's not just yeah. A like after the mystery, he like drives home to his wife. Was like, "Where were you? Your dinner's cold. You said you were gonna play softball with the kids." Like, I'm sorry. The gang decided that they really wanted to jump into a uh, like prototype model of a racing car and drive it around a convention with no one's permission. I needed to be there to advise them. Yeah, he, you know, he, he also, yeah, he's an expert in copyright law, among other things, and, uh... Uh, yeah, he, he knows his libel. Like, hey, if we're gonna say we're from a teen magazine, like, we should at least be from a teen, but we don't have to even use that excuse. It, to protect ourselves, we should say X, Y, Z. I, I, I love that idea so much. That's brilliant. Thank you. I'm, I'm very proud of it, actually. I'm amazed you came up with that off the cuff. That's wonderful. And great question. Thank you for that. All right, so, uh, still on Facebook... This is just one question. Let's just get this out of the way. Uh, Theodore asks us, uh, what's Evan's girlfriend like? What's Evan's girlfriend like? Well, let me let me step into the time machine. What are we, back in 2003 now? Thinking back to your last girlfriend? Uh, technically 2007, more officially 2005. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, is we'd have to be going to your last girlfriend. And your inevitable girlfriend will be very cool and very clever and funny. 
what happened to the bit of you pretending to be my girlfriend? We just we just threw that threw that out the window. Oh huh? yeah. <laughs> I forgot you told me about that question ahead of time, and I was like, "Well, I'm uh, I'm five ten. I have brownish thinning hair <laughs> and a widow's peak, and that's what Evan's girlfriend is like." Great. So now that now that we hit both of those, uh, I, I totally forgot about that bit. Our buddy Gordon asked us a bevy mm. of questions, and I'm just gonna once again, I'm just going to pick and choose the ones I want to answer. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, dude, that we won't have time to answer all of them, but let's let's answer the ones we can. <laughs> Uh, this one's pretty pretty standard, pretty good. Uh, we've seen Vincent Price and Vivica A. Fox as guests on the show. Who would you pick as guests, and in mm. what roles? Patrick Warburton has already appeared in the show, and a very great role for Patrick Warburton. Correct. So my number one pick has been satisfied. Joe DiMaggio could probably do a lot of good work with this. He's another favorite voice actor. Well, I like to. I, I think we should exclude voice actors from this. Okay. Right, because uh, it's it's more like people who are celebrities. Based on their own, not not just voice act, voice actors. So I could I could do an Andy Samberg role because he's done right. voice acting, but he's not a voice actor. Oh yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. A- Andy Samberg, another person who I like, I inherently find hilarious, no matter what. Andy Samberg is a good one for sure. Honestly, almost any of the Brooklyn Nine Nine cast would be phenomenal. Oh yeah, like if anything, Scooby Doo a Scooby Doo crossover with Brooklyn Nine Nine. It would work really uh, well. Yeah, um, Terry Crews would be great. Uh, it's so wide open. I I'm uh, spoiled for opportunities. Yeah, there's so many. There's so many good ones. I'm thinking of Randy Cunningham, Ninth Grade Ninja, an, a favorite cartoon of mine. Ben Schwartz leads that cast, and he's uh, he's really great. Ben Schwartz is a fantastic voice actor, and I'd love to hear him. Or Thomas Middleditch, another favorite improviser of mine. I was thinking, I was thinking Thomas Middleditch. I was thinking like Kumail Nanjiani. Ooh, Kumail Nanjiani. He's kind of a voice. He's so multi-talented. Let, let, let's do that. Let, let's let's say that we've settled on Kumail. Yeah. What role would Kumail Nanjiani uh, fill? And I think a, a thing about Kumail Nanjiani, if you're so sad, if you're unfortunate enough not to know who he is, he's currently Dinesh in Silicon Valley, and he's done a, a, a bevy of voice acting roles with great success, including Prismo from Adventure Time, was where I kind of first learned of him. Um, but where would he best be? I almost feel like he'd be great as the lawyer. <laughs> Because he's so good at playing yeah, the exasperated he, straight how, man. How about that? We just we just uh, meld these two questions together. I think that's the right answer. Him being an exasperated lawyer trying to outline why what the gang is doing is deeply illegal would be fantastic. Kumail Nanjiani, I think, is the right answer that we've arrived at. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, Scooby-Doo unmasks monsters in the same time period that masked clansmen were performing acts of terror in rural America in the 60s. Relation. Wow. Relation? Potentially strong. I mean, there's a lot of rich stuff to read into that, though I could only speculate as to whether or not it has a basis in fact. Uh, counterpoint, didn't Scooby-Doo first start airing in like 1969? Which would be after Klansmen were kind of not a thing anymore. Or or was it st- still so cool that it's unthinkable Scooby-Doo would be critical of that? Uh, I, th- I want to do two more of Gordon's, and then we can wrap it up. Because mm-hmm. Gordon actually really put some decent stuff together that that was a fantastic question just there from gordon thank you for that that was very well thought out here's a question from gordon uh where do babies come from uh first you draw one small ball on top of a slightly bigger circle and then you then you add a couple sausages uh emerging from the top of the bigger circle and the bottom of the bigger circle then you add detail that's where babies come from in scooby-doo terms that's a good answer uh 
last one, last one. Uh, none of the episodes reviewed so far have included the phrase, and I would have gotten away with it too if it hadn't if it hadn't been it, for you meddling kids. If it weren't for you meddling kids, I right. think is the correct yeah. or the 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 stereotypical format. But I say that's the stereotypical format, and we've yet to witness the stereotype. I think we, I think we've gotten quite close. Uh, we we've hit all around it. The remainder of his question is: Is it really still a trope if we've yet to see it? Have we Mandela affected the whole thing? Ooh, Mandela effect is a great, great term to throw out there. That's uh, the Mandela effect is where a, a large portion of uh, the human population believes that Nelson Mandela never went to prison. Is that it? It's it's that he he died in prison, whereas he or, actually was released and died outside of prison. Yeah. So you could say it's such widely believed misinformation based on apparently nothing that some people think it represents uh, evidence of a parallel universe where that did happen. And I think the better example and that a lot of people tend to turn to is the Berenstein slash Berenstain bears. It's technically pronounced Berenstain, but nobody remembers that. So the theory is that's a memory from an alternate universe that people have. And uh, are, is this a memory from an alternate universe that we think villains say, I would have gotten away with it too if it weren't for you meddling kids? I don't think that can possibly be true. I mean, I, I think it's a laughable theory, the Mandela effect, <laughs> but it's funny, so it belongs on here if it's laughable. I, I think we hit all around it. I fully believe that we will encounter that exact phrase sooner or later. I've got to say that there's got to be at least one episode, if not in the beginning, more recently. I think you're probably... Because, yeah. right, it's become such a part of the I cultural think it, consciousness. Even if it just shows up as a reference to a trope that never actually existed in that, exact, in that exact wording, it'll show up. Uh, so what we are going to do, dearest listeners, is we are going to close up this Q&A sesh uh, with a question for each other. Evan and I have both prepared a question for each other that the, the other is not aware of. So Evan, I have a question for you. Um, I'll, I'll pose mine to you first. What's the last non-Scooby-Doo cartoon that you got really into? Oh, man. The last Scooby cartoon that I got really into. Uh, uh, a show that I got, that I find delightful and is on Netflix and every now and then I'll tune in and watch it because it's their short like 10 minute segments is Teen Titans Go. Really? Teen Titans Go is is painfully funny. All of the voice actors are on point because it's the original voice cast from Teen Titans and you will not see another show on TV that is more replete with visual gags than Teen Titans Go. Isn't it Scott Menville as Robin on Teen Titans Go? If it's if it's Scott Menville as Robin on Teen Titans, then yes. I think it was. And uh, man, that's interesting because I was a huge fan of the original Teen Titans, sampled a little bit of Teen Titans Go, and it's kind of a classic Scooby-Doo going to be cool transition for me. Like, it was mm -hmm. too jarring. It was too different. I couldn't it's do it. literally... You could freeze any still frame, any still frame of Teen Titans Go, and you'll find like five jokes in the background. Like I said, replete with visual gags. So if you can get past the fact that it's not Teen Titans, which nothing ever will be again, then it's a good show. It's worthwhile for the gags. Yeah, it's it's really funny. It's it's not it's not serious by any means. Like they don't fight anyone for the most part. It is just it's it's a pure it's purely a comedic show. And I, I, I think it is very good. I and I that's actually something that I'm gonna take to heart because as much as I'm obsessed with cartoons, I haven't watched Teen Titans Go. My question for you is more podcast related. Mm. And it is uh what joke have you recorded with Ibti Sam, who uh re listeners might not know who you are married to. Yep, my partner Ibti Sam. Mm-hmm. What 
joke have you recorded that has gotten the biggest reaction out of her when she has been in the room? I'm, I'm having to think back to what uh, when she's been in the room while we've been recording. It certainly has been one of the vilest things that I've said. <laughs> Probably something for an explicit episode. So, something that you have uh, cu- subsequently had to edit out of yeah. the final cut. So whatever it is, listeners, you, you haven't heard it yet. <laughs> I get so many... Th- honestly, like that's a great question, but I get so many looks of reproach for so much stuff every day that it's hard to pinpoint. As a, as a very... Uh, as the briefest of follow-ups... Mm-hmm. Would you say that her being in the room when you record affects recording at all? It does mostly because I have to like wait when she's walking around because our floor is extremely creaky. So I have to time out my responses for when she's not moving or, or grabbing chips out of a bag or anything like that. And the other thing is that when I say something that I know is really bad, I like, I know she hears it. <laughs> and so, you know, I like have to look to see the reaction and we sometimes get a little bit of criticism. Okay, you know what? No, I actually just thought of the thing that's gotten the biggest reaction. I think I made a, um, we were chatting and recording and I made like a, I'm married and it sucks joke or something. And, and Empty Sam's like in the background, she's like, I made you pancakes this morning. And I was like, oh yeah. And she's like, I lost my job yesterday and I made you pancakes. And I was like, yeah, it's true. And it wasn't a big reaction, like a shout or a scream or anything. The feeling was big. And I think that was caught on tape. Like, we got that on the recording, and it went into the ultimate, what we put out there. Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. And it was true as well. It was very true to life. <laughs> uh, I, can't, I cannot think of a better way to wrap up this first of our uh, Q&A episodes. Luke and I love uh, answering your questions. And... Really, we'll, a- we'll answer almost anything. So we'd love to hear back from you. Give us feedback on this episode. Yeah, as, as you can hear, the only things that we don't answer are the stuff we don't have time for, really. Uh, so yeah, give us some feedback and keep feeding questions through. We're going to keep shoring them up for our next Q&A episode. So if you didn't get answered this time, feel free to keep asking. Uh, and that's it, right? Um, um, yeah. One more question for you, Evan. Do you love me? Are you playing those love games? Love games. games. Do you love, you love me? me? Okay. I'm old Luke. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's end it I'm there. I'm old Ev. <laughs> We're Scooby Dudes. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah, let's end that. Maybe before that bit. Uh, hey Luke. Hey Evan. Uh, what? What is a sport? Should I respond, or do you have something you're gonna send me that I can respond with? Where's my script, bro? No, it's it's a completely original, this is a genuine and question, unscripted question in which I am looking to receive an original and unscripted answer. All right. Well, your question is, what is a sport? My answer is, a sport is a, a good person, somebody who's playing along potentially with a bad bit. For instance, I would be a good sport if I. Uh, <laughs> Damn you. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode. This isn't even we're ending our Q&A episode before we record our Globetrotters episode. <laughs> so it's I, in my head I'm like, "Oh, this is relevant." But no, this could not be less relevant except that <laughs> it was a, a question, question for a Q&A episode. <laughs> oh man, Evan, I have a question for you too. Who is Redbeard the pirate? <laughs> Who is your favorite globetrotter? No, save it. Save it.
Uh, this is a little preview of next week's episode is going to be uh, the gang meets the Globetrotters. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, we will be doing more Q&A episodes in the future. Yeah. Uh, so if you missed your chance this time... Then please, just reiterate your questions down the line. Think of new questions for the next time. Whatever you want to ask us, we'll answer it. I mean, we've just done it. Cues uh, to your satisfaction. I don't like the way you ended that line. Oh, no, dude. I just hope that... I hope we adequately answered your questions to your satisfaction. Okay, again, what you're saying is fine. It's just the way that you're you're ending the line. I feel is it the way I say it? the way we answered your questions? I feel like I said that fine. Yeah. I feel like you're reading too but much into a, that. At the end, when you said satisfaction. What? Do you not want our listeners to be satisfied? Okay, once more. Is something the wrong word with that? itself is fine. It's your delivery that I that I don't really like. Okay, and I answer this question for me do you want them to be a satisfied or b unsatisfied oh yeah i did it the wrong way i did unsatisfied is sexy (laughs) (laughs) yeah a definitely a (laughs) you want them to be satisfied in a normal voice correct that makes sense that's fair that's fair wow what a what an outro (laughs) hey evan what is sport What's a what's a sport, pal? Um, what's a sport, sport? What's a, what's a sport, sport? Uh, hey, listeners, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. That is also true. It's facebook.com slash scooby-dudes for one of them. It's twitter.com at the scooby-dudes for the other one. Also, hey, do you know what Patreon is? I know what Patreon is, but maybe our listeners don't. Patreon is a place you can go to support your small-time artists with their big-time dreams. And for us, that's this podcast. You can help uh, pay for our overhead to keep this good content rolling. Did you just make that up? Small-time artists, big-time dreams? I did, actually. I said small-time artists, and I was like, Ooh, I shouldn't have called us that. I need to counter that somehow. <laughs> We're not small-time ar- Oh, big-time dreams. Big-time dreams. We have big-time dreams. You should. You work for Patreon, I think. You're a shill. Is that Patreon's tagline? It should be. It should be. No, it's very good. Oh, thank you, man. Let's pat me on the back a little longer for this outro. Pat it out a little bit. Uh, but no, really, we do have big-time dreams. Um, Patreon, yes, you can You can support us. You can give us a monthly donation. Uh, in return, we will provide you with content week to week. This isn't money for nothing. This, yeah, this is money for sweet, exclusive content. And recently... Yeah, recently uh, we uploaded a, uh, a... You could call it botched... I like to call it alternate intro that we had uh, recorded for a, for a prior episode that I think is quite uh, quite enjoyable to huh. listen to. I, I think some of our worst intros are my favorite intros. <laughs> They're the most genuine. You can get those on uh, Patreon slash Scooby Dudes. You can get uh, original art. You can get some actual hard goods and just great original content in addition to this podcast that you love. So please go donate to us on Patreon like these beloved donors that we're about to shout out. Uh, do we have any new donors to list out, by the way, to name? Not to my knowledge, do we? We definitely do. Oh, shoot, you're right, we do. Okay, yep, we gotta give... Every week we give our our recurring donors a recurring shout-out, but we do have a new donor this week who deserves a brand new shiny golden shout-out. Uh, a, a golden a golden shout-out. <laughs> I didn't even hear it until you said it. <laughs> And, and who are we giving this golden shout-out to? I don't know. I don't have it open. I'm ill-prepared, my friend. Help me. Are you serious? It's your sister. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's my sister, Leah. Leah, thank you for donating to us. Uh, your money means so much to me, but not as much as your sisterhood. Are we done? Did I shout her out enough, dude? Can we move yeah. on? 
we're we're we're, we're solid, bro. Oh, uh, thanks. Let's, no, seriously, let's... thank you, Leah, for for donating to our podcast. I wouldn't be surprised if she donated but does not listen. What do we value more, her listenership or her money? What would you prefer, if all the world donated but nobody listened or all the world listened but nobody donated? The latter. All the world listened but nobody donated? Correct. I guess you're right. Yeah, I'd rather have listenership. We could leverage that to money in some way. Yeah. Uh, I hope, Leah, that you both listen and donate. But if you don't hear this, I hope you at least keep giving us money. Holy f this outro is going I... long. <laughs> Dear Lord. Leah, you, Leah, you join an illustrious group. Yeah. Uh, who we like to shout out each and every single week. We we say all of their names aloud. So here's a recurring shout out. Leah, thank you for your new donation. We're going to give you a shout out along with these other folks every single week. And just like we are about to now. Uh, and I think that's it. I think this draws a close to the longest outro we have ever done. Really, I hope we can edit this down because we're at 45 minutes right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept queuing each other's A's. The only other places you can uh, you can get in contact with us are via email, scoobydudespodcast at gmail.com, and we'd love it if you would rate us five stars on iTunes, no matter what you say in your review. Also, please, 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 go to our website. Go to www.scoobydudes.com. ScoobyDudes.com. You will be pleasantly surprised by what you see, hopefully. I am so proud of our website, uh, both its layout, its beauty, uh, and the great content that we have original to it. We have screenshots from the episode, funny captions on those screenshots. Evan slaves over some great show notes, additional notes on the episode with great internet lore and corrections. Before you email us or tweet at us that we said something wrong, look at our corrections. We probably caught it. That's it. And that's it. Thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, listeners, from all of us to you. We hope you had a good podcast, and we had one too. That To me, that's the Emperor's New Groove happy birthday song for when they're at oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, I was trying to place it. It's probably the tune comes from other places, but that's what I think of. As the, Have you ever wanted to eat a large bug, like on The Emperor's New Groove? Every time I watched it, that bug became more appetizing. It looks quite delicious, actually. That's because he, like, taps it and it pops open and it's, like, steaming hot. And Cusco's grossed out by it, but Cusco's kind of a jerk. And he's snooty, so, like, it's probably still good food. Yeah, it looks, it looks pretty tasty. And then, like, the shell is crunchy. Mm, so, like, yeah. it's got some extra texture. Ugh. This is Scooby Dudes telling you that if you know where we can eat a giant leech bug or something like that, please tweet it at us. We, we need to know. We need to know. Rate us five stars and tell us where to eat bugs. This is Scooby Dudes signing off for yet another typical podcast. I love you guys. I, I love you too, Evan. No. <laughs> <laughs>